More wine here. This episode is brought to you by the second annual March Mayhem in Orlando, Florida. Get ready for seven events in four days, including day and night parties, a private beach, and even water sports featuring an Olympic tower. We also have two celebrity guests, special guests at that, one hosting and one performing. This will definitely be one of the most talked about events in Orlando. You won't want to miss it. What up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' with Slap. I'm your host, Slap Rock the King. I'm in here with the Sipper Cinnamones in the building. What's up, Cinnamone? Hi. How you I wasn't ready. I know. You usually do one. The first you threw me off. <laughs> so off. I was not ready. Hey. Yeah, what's up, girl? How not you feeling? Much. You I'm right? cold, but I'm all right. You cold? It's a fucking nice ass day. When it was cold, you never said it was cold. I know. It's a little, right. a little I'm different. Through, yeah, I'm going through. I'm 40 now. I'm going through some things. Okay. All right. Why don't be going through that shit? Yes, Wanda's young. I think Wanda's really like thirty-five, and she'd be lying about her age. I'm, I'm some like things that. are thirty-five, but Ooh. some I'm things a, aren't. I cannot. What oh, things shit. exactly? Yeah, what's, Let's what's, elaborate. <laughs> more wine is in the building. <laughs> more wine in your thirty-five-year-old parts. <laughs> wow. All right. Good evening. I mean, yeah. Oh, whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah. Good day. That's good true. day. <laughs> good evening. Good night. Wherever you at midday in this uh in this universe, uh, we got a great show for y'all. Um, I got my um special homegirl in a building. Uh, we go back like twenty plus years. Uh, man, we started at McDonald's together. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Bro, Hunting in Park. Damn, y'all was flipping fries together. What? Nah, well, she worked a, the day shift, but he was the master grill. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you was not. You never told us that. I, That's I why you always want to cook on the grill. I try to tell y'all niggas I was, I was, I was that boy. This guy? Nah, the way he'll wrap cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, I was a rapper. Immaculate. So they had you go to like the regional trainings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this re- is our regional burger wapper trainer. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan. Wait, you had Sibiro. a real shirt? You had a button-up shirt? Or you still had Not a polo? Not in the beginning. Not oh. in the beginning. Oh, no. you... What's, what's, what gets you the button up? That's the manager, right? No, you like a... Uh, it's crew it's called a crew trainer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was a crew. Damn. I was a How old were y'all trainer. when this was going on? Shit. I, I was 16. Yeah. Okay. I probably was 17, I think. Okay. Damn. So, so what was you doing, Aisha? Oh, shit. We didn't even say her name, but this oh, is yeah. Aisha Stanley. <laughs> I thought you said her. For some reason, I thought you said her name. Aisha Stanley is <laughs> in the building. Um, hello, yeah. hello. How old were Yeah, we was... Yeah, and wait, No. I was 16. Oh, yeah, you were 16. That's right. That's right. You were 16. What, so what grade was that? I was in high school. Yes. Huh? Because you older than me. Well, so was I still in school? I don't know. Remedial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Potentially. Was I, was I still in school then? I don't remember. This is If you was working. a senior, when your birthday? July 1st, 84. Aren't you mm. 84? I'm 83. Right. So, so maybe... I was a senior in high school. You were done. Oh, all right. Oh, because I was there for more than a year, I think, anyway. Why y'all ain't get a McDonald's fr- uh, franchise? Like, why y'all ain't do that? Oh, we weren't thinking about that back yeah, then. Yeah, like Calvin. Yeah. That was just, was that a- was just, that that was a fun-ass job back in the I day. I bet it was. McDonald's Did was y'all like, ever do anything bad to people's food and stuff? No, I would never do that. Because well, I think people who maybe do Maybe co-workers, yeah, but nothing like, <laughs> I would put a bunch of onions in the in the, uh, Sprite or some what? shit like that. That's yeah. still bad. 
<laughs> a bunch of onions. First of Can all, you that Sprite's already kill you and at McDonald's. Done, you done gave Hello. people onion rings before McDonald's, you know, <laughs> Burger King started giving ring. them out. Hello. But yeah, we it was, it was like pranks, though. We played pranks on each other. So instead of putting uh, mayonnaise on a burger, it was something else that they put on a... Uh, I don't remember that. Um, yeah, tartar sauce? I worked the register. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, we put the tartar sauce on the fish sandwich, but... Yeah. It, oh, we didn't probably put tartar sauce on a burger or something like that. Right. But um, it, wasn't yeah. nothing, it wasn't nothing that crazy, though. I mean, we had fun. Nothing too crazy. Just onions. Yeah, nothing right. too crazy, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, just I ain't spitting it. Little yeah, semen on the burger. Right, right. Yeah, semen, semen instead of mayonnaise on the burger. Like, not too crazy. That's disgusting. That is Very. disgusting. But people do. <laughs> Listen, I got semen a story for y'all. Burger. This lady admitted to putting semen in the cupcake she made for her student. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I saw oh, yeah, I did. I, I saw that. that too. But was it hers? It was so, her husband's was semen. Was it hers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was hers. It's like both of theirs, but <laughs> she put it in the stu- it her student's cupcake. Wow, she, it was both she, of them. They locked her ass up, right? Yeah, yeah. they did. Cause that's that is. Why beyond. did she say she? Didn't she give a reason why she did it? I don't it? remember what she said. She probably did, but I don't remember. I just feel like what's your what's your what reason can what's, you get to justify that? That's like, disgusting. That's really really she bad. She must have hated them kids. Them kids must have been <clears throat> bad as hell. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far though. Yeah, watch I said, this. Roger. Oh. I'm a teacher. I How teach many times did she do it? So though? Oh. Think? Right. Never. How many times did she was? She made up her own Every bake sale. Every time her husband nutted, she was like, Roger, put it in this cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me get these cupcakes. Hold on, right, hold on. Right. That's the icing. That's a special icing. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> a glaze. You're a kindergarten teacher? Mm-hmm. Wowzers. I've been teaching you, for um, 13 years. Damn. Bless your heart. Did you guys have a, if you did, did you have a good Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day was last week, right? When was it? <laughs> <laughs> Did I have a good Valentine's? No, I didn't do anything with Valentine's. Not one of my, not, not none of my niggas. Hello. Right, I feel the same. Even right. said Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Nobody, they didn't even say it. <laughs> Nobody said nothing. Ain't say nothing. Like no. Don't fucking text me Happy Valentine's Day, man. Why yeah, not? I don't want that. I, I don't want. So. Where my gift at, nigga? Like, <laughs> you wanted a gift? Did you get a gift? Oh, you wanted a gift? I don't get shit for Valentine's Day. You wanted a gift? If I was giving a <laughs> gift, you got damn you right. You need to celebrate, asshole. She, I said if I was given one. Oh, 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 if you were get okay. If I was given one, but uh, yeah, it's all good. She must be outside. Yeah, you can probably you, yeah. I was about to say you want. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow I have a whole phone conversation. I can hear you. Here I come. You hello. On the fucking microphone. <laughs> did you have a Did you have a Valentine's Day? Uh, did you have a Valentine? I didn't Valentine. have a Valentine. I got a couple sweet text messages. Wow. Oh, she trying to be smart. Cause I said ain't nobody text me now. She said, I know she said she got a couple. I got I got quite all your niggas text me. She got a couple sweet text messages. I got a couple gifs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, yeah, it's a regular day for me. Yeah, I ain't uh Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing too. I really don't. I really, I just feel like it's it's really for if you in a relationship though. You know I, I agree. Mean? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't upset that nobody said anything. Cause what's, I mean, Valentine's Day is is. GTD. Yeah. That's it. I guess. That's a, you I know. Mean, what, what, whatever way you looking at. I, what, I didn't. Yeah. yeah I mean, I gave my son a piece of some little candies and. Uh, yes, son. Yeah. And I thought he was, he already got his little girlfriend something. So I oh, thought, I thought I was going to have to give him money for that, but he had already set that up. Hi. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, he, oh, he already, he already set it up with he his already, girlfriend. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I gave it to her already this weekend." I was like, "So, okay. did you uh, GTD for uh, Valentine's Day?" No, she lying. Like, she, <laughs> 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 oh, I wish we had a camera, yo. <laughs> No. <laughs> she thought about telling the truth. <laughs> she really thought of, oh, you can't. All right. I get it. You probably can't say. All right. Yeah. So you did GTD for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk off the mic. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not wrong with it, though. But yeah, let me talk. I got, I got, I got you something, you know. <laughs> Decode it. I <laughs> The, the D decode is, <laughs> but we're glad that's over with, right? That's over. What Valentine's Day? Yeah, it don't even. You know, I told y'all I don't celebrate it, so it don't really. I think you do on the low. You think so? <laughs> Her <laughs> smile is you do. It looks look like she I feel had like a good she one. probably be having like balloons all over her house or something. <laughs> like a uh, money bag, yo, and all. And then you got doing. you have daughters, so you know. You... My daughter got me some. My oldest daughter always get me some though. You ain't so you don't get your. Kids, anything? Not you don't want to set. You want to set their expectations. You know, low. Give it low. No, um, my mom said no. Valentine's Day is for suckers. Yeah. Who said that? Oh, that's what your daughter be saying. That's why I be telling my daughter. It's like no, I'll be telling her that. <laughs> don't tell her. It's that another shit. day in the hood. I don't know. Yeah, another day in the hood, and um, get some. Um, and no, I didn't. You did what? <laughs> We have another guest in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won't you introduce our our guest? This is Tasia. Hi from Sisters with Agenda. Give hey. them a mic. You gotta move up some. Oh. And do you want a handset? Yeah. Here, I'm here. here you can take mine. Yeah. yeah. The wine ain't used to. I don't like it. So welcome. We're glad to have you here. Yeah. This is Aisha. She's one another Hi. one of our guests. Um, we were hey. getting to know both of you, but tell us a little bit about Sisters with Agenda. Yes. Do your Instagram. Oh, do you all that? Yes. yes. Um, so Sisters with the Agenda is a space for people of color to come together. It's to amplify our voice, find space for us to heal, connect, and just get all the resources we need to level up. Like the goal is for us to level up and expand in any way. Um, my focus will always be the youth. So just giving them exposure to the things that we have access. We have ample amount of access and we can do anything um and just sometimes they got to see it to believe it and see it from people that live in their same neighborhood right. walk the same streets as them you know see them in the street you see them in the corner you see them in the schools you see them in different areas so just trying to provide space for us to just connect so shout your instagram out Yes, y'all can find me at Sisters with the Agenda on Instagram. You can find me at Sisters with the Agenda Village.org, our website. It is space for everybody. So Tuesdays is our main day, Testimony Tuesday, when Amen. we come together to yes. talk about where we're at with tackling life. Um, Thursday, we go live for our tips and tools. As people of color, we're expert in many of different fields. It could be sex. It could be relationships. Mm -hmm. It could be mental health. It could be business careers. Um, and it's just about us sharing the information. Like, mm -hmm. we got it. We got to pass it on to our people. Other cultures do it. So just providing space for us to do it. Then I... Black Friday is our space to promote black business. 
this mm-hmm. month for Black History Month, my focus was the black men. Um, we mm-hmm. have a lot of black men doing phenomenal things in the community, and it's all about Slap. changing the narrative. <laughs> yes. It's all about changing the narrative. We don't give enough credit to our brothers. That's true. You know, we talk about all the things that the women do, but it's a lot of brothers out here in the trenches, yeah. like, making moves and doing some phenomenal things. So we just giving them... They flowers this month. Amen you know, to that. You're to also brother. an educator, aren't you? Yes. I we got work. another educator here. She's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, so okay. tell us what you... Go ahead. Um. So ooh, I've been in Mastery Charter School for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, I serviced Simon Gratz for about five, six years. Did a lot of programs mm-hmm. and different things. Um, was at Picket Mastery Charter. Sending love to my Picket babies. They just had a shootout on mm-hmm. a corner. Oh, yeah. Thanks to God. Today? Mm. No, that Friday. Was that was week, Friday. Right? No, that was this Friday. Yeah, wow. what I mean, well, last yeah. Friday. Yeah. Oh, it is Monday. Mm. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, so it's a lot of trauma. That's why I had to leave. I lost about 30 students. Oh Actually, <laughs> today is the anniversary of uh, my first student's uh, death. Safiq Carr. So 30 students within Died? what um, amount of Eight ten? years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Shit. The mental life. Yeah. So that's when... <laughs> Move me to Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, working, like I said, in communities where some of them babies I know from the root, doc. Right. So you come out the cootie cat. Right. Uh, so, right. you know, they my babies and I take it right. personal and it's right. hard to go to work every day and seeing some of the disservices our systems put on our babies. So yeah. I fight as much as I can, which is the beauty of Sisters with the Agenda. I'm, you know, imposing in places that I'm supposed to be to speak mm-hmm. and advocate for my kids. So that's mm-hmm. my mission. That's my goal. Um, I'm out Camden doing the same thing. I was actually on the phone with all these people today getting some programs because mm-hmm. I'm posing in places. Okay. You know, it's about my baby. So put yes. me in a position. Yes. And I feel like at the end of the day, when you work in the school system, you touch every kid. You touch mm-hmm. the kid on the corner. You touch the kid that want to read books. You touch the kid that's just lost and, you know, looking for a way. And, and not in every youth program you're going to get that. Right. But when you get it in the school, so I'm trying to bring these programs in the school, bring the resources mm-hmm. to the family, because there's a lot of them out here, and we don't know. They right across the street from right. our house, and we don't know the programs right. that's out here. So, right. yeah, you like the real life? We got y'all. We got y'all. I don't know. We got y'all from insecure. That's what you said. Works. That one of the first couple seasons, she was at. We got y'all. Yeah, it was like a novel. But it wasn't. That's why I said real life because it was. It was ran mm. by like uh, different people, but you know you're the you, it's, no. That's you real know. life. Yeah. That's right. You got mm. that person in there mm-hmm. that's going hard, and is not heard by two. Yes, not heard <laughs> by two we, people. We just asked if she 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 said yes. Yeah, she already knew. Been. She came <laughs> for the she wine. Knows. No, wait a minute. You know how this wine go, right? Uh, well, uh, she should. It's know. a Monday. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's all right. Okay. She said I'm good. Okay, you she grown. We grown. Already. We grown <laughs> on here. We Listen, so glad to have you. You work here. in the school system. You need a little something. Something, something. A little something, something. Especially nowadays. Yes. Yeah, these badass kids. They not bad. They not bad. What, what y'all call? What y'all? What kids? That's so crazy. You have to start a war. They not bad. So what y'all call? Misunderstood. Yeah, that's a good term. Misunderstood. I was misunderstood. I sat in front of the principal office. I got kicked off of three different school buses. I was suspended, but I also was president of the National Honor Society. Amen. But what about the kids that's really bad? No, no kids are bad. Like you have. We gotta pay credit. Oh yeah. 
you have kids that go through so much, like in kindergarten, in kindergarten, being displaced Preschool. from their home. How old are you? Not in kindergarten? having food. Um, situations like that, you five in kindergarten, five six. That's what I'm saying. You going through something? But oh, you gotta understand, right. like the pandemic has also brought right. so much out. Like you have families who have been displaced from their homes and mm. still aren't back in a stable home. So let's, let's talk about our friends. Let's mm. talk about the people in our generation, right? Mm. Like, so wait, how smoking? old is everybody? If y'all mind, are we all in the same age? Because I'm a little older. I'm 34. Girl, five. Uh, young but girl. even in your generation, look at look at your I'm generation. <laughs> are okay. you almost there? So in the multi generations, right? All right, we, we. What was the type of things that your friends was doing around their kids? So what was they exposed to? Right. Right. We sitting around watching ghosts in front of our kids. Absolutely. We sitting around talking about who who gonna shot us now. Like I got school staff doing. Who wants smoke with me? Why are you doing that with the kids? Right, right. Because everything is cool. Everything is idolized. Everything is a TikTok. Everything is, yes. is okay. And then when the kids come to school in fifth grade talking crazy, well, mom was just laughing. He ha ha. It was all yeah. good. Right. Because so. it starts when they're in pre-K and when they're in kindergarten. Like, that's why, like, me as a teacher, I parent my students like I parent my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I talk to them the same way. I treat them the same way. I love them in the same way. How many children do you have? At four. Mm -hmm. How at many children do you have? I got two. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I have an 11-year-old so son. How, so tell us how that works then. Keep um, going. I have an 11-year-old son, a 7-year-old daughter, a 9-year-old daughter, and a 3-year-old son. So, like, <clears throat> I feel like kids are, they are little people. So they have feelings. They have, their personalities are coming out. Um, as an adult, you can trigger kids. So, like, mm -hmm. no one what your triggers are and what their triggers are and try not to trigger them. It's not just because they're a child. You just don't expect them to be compliant. You don't comply just because you're a child. Uh -huh. You, It's important to explain to them the why okay. they need to know the why it's okay for kids to question. A lot of times people do shut children down. Mm -hmm. Why mommy? Cause I said so, but right. what's the, I said, so what's the real right. reason they're allowed to think they're allowed to process. Right. So it's okay to mm -hmm. give them an answer to a question like that. I'm sure y'all agree. You teach them the question. Because what you teach them is to grow up and not ask questions. Right. Uh-huh. And, and not push limits. Right. And sometimes and, that might lead them into situations where they're pressured into mm -hmm. doing things that they don't necessarily want to do or shouldn't be involved in, right? right. It could be drugs. It could right. be a sexual situation. It could be a lot of things where they're not allowed to question authority. And then in later on in life, they don't know how to do it properly right. to protect like, themselves. Like, I tell my students, same thing I tell my kids, like, I don't tell them you can't do it. Nah, you can do it. Mm -hmm. But just know that there are consequences that come with your actions if you do decide to do this. Mm -hmm. So teaching them, because mommy's not going to always be around. Miss Stanley, the teacher's not always going to be around. So my job is to teach you to make sound decisions. That's just period. Mm -hmm. Teaching you as a child to make sound decisions will help you as you grow and become an adult to make better decisions. Because our children are with y'all. All day. They, all day long. All day. Think about it. Right, yep. Juan? Mm -hmm. your, your daughter, they at school almost eight hours. Like, okay. we at work, they at school. Mm -hmm. So y'all have to be part of the foundation mm -hmm. for what they become, I feel like. Teachers, yep. and I don't think y'all get paid enough money. I feel like y'all should get paid like doctors and lawyers because y'all, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Y'all deal with a lot of misunderstood kids, right? <laughs> you yeah. misunderstood. <laughs> but it's also a passion that has to come with it. Like, yeah, you I gotta teach love that shit. Not because of the money. money. So, like, right. I've taught private schools. I've taught um, 
in Tennessee, I lived in Tennessee for a while. I taught in Christian schools. I taught abroad in South Korea. Like, I've taught in a multitude of places. And I Mm -hmm. feel like my passion is teaching youth who look like me. Like, they need, I'm from North Philly. I went to Simon Grass. Like, they need a real life representation in their classroom so they can know. Like, I was raised by a single mom, too, that Mm -hmm. I am you and you are me. But your current circumstances doesn't have to determine who you become. So, like... Yeah. I like that. Um, so so I, Aisha is also an author. Um, she right. has written her first book called Either. Driven by Purpose. <laughs> you just wrote it. Yeah. I just, well, it's been a work in progress. Work like, in progress. Um, work in progress. I read a majority of the book. I didn't get to finish it, but whew, um, it's, it's, it's very deep. And What's had, the name of the book? Driven by Purpose. It's a lot more down there on that page. How God took my pain and turned it around. How God took my pain and turned it around. That turned part. It. Turned it. Is it a T on there? No, it's no. not. Oh. Turn. <laughs> I know she ain't. She a teacher. She ain't gonna... <laughs> she no fucking T on <laughs> turn. But why does it have a T on it? Right. Teacher, teacher. Miss um, Aisha. What's your kids call you? Miss Stanley. Miss oh, they Stanley. Call, what's your kids call you? They call you by your last name? They call me Miss T. I've been doing this since I was 18. Oh, so they just call yeah. me Miss T. It's yeah. more comfortable, Miss T. Yeah, okay. yeah you've been doing it since you was 18. I'm Miss Stanley. Miss Stanley, Miss Stanley. Yeah. That's it's crazy. It. And your sister, ain't she in? Is she still a. Uh... She followed me, but. Yeah. Oh, so you're older. Oh, you did it first. No, no, no. I'm, no, she, she older. Kyra, Kyra older. Oh, wait. Yeah. Kyra older than you? Yeah. 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 That boy. Oh, she, um, okay. Yeah, she is older. Y'all <laughs> she think about that. She's 37 yeah. now, right? She'll, yeah. be, she'll, she'll be 37. She'll be 37 this year. Yeah, she's 36 wow. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kyra. Kyra. Shout out to the Geminis. In a, well, ain't no, but <laughs> that's my girl. Um, <laughs> but your your book um, is, is, is very touching. And. I had I had my uh, session with my therapist today, and I thought about you because of the conversation that me and my therapist was having, mm-hmm. and she was trying to get me to um, tap back into my past. And it's so hard to, for some people, it's hard to tap into your past because those are some of the things that you left there for a reason, and it's so hard to deal with them sometimes in mm-hmm. the present moment. And... When you read this book, when you read your book, you had to tap into your past to do this and tell us how hard, if it was hard for you to go back to those things, those those bad times, mm-hmm. those depressing times, those mm-hmm. times where you didn't think you was going to make it out. Like, how hard was it for you to... Go back there and put it in in today's in, in, into this book. Right. So you got me wanting to read it right now. Okay. <laughs> like open it up right. I now. read it again today. So today was my fourth time reading it, and just like you know, I wrote the book, but like right. the insight that I got from reading it the fourth time was like, dang, I didn't even I didn't even think of that when I read it the first time and the second time and the third time, but like. First of all, you filled my bucket. Thank you very much. <laughs> but one thing about you saying tapping into the past, that trauma, although it happened in the past, is still with you in the present. Right. So one thing that I am writing this book, because this has been years going. I was going. Ask you like, how long did it years. take you to write so, like, 
I never wanted to write the book. I'm a very spiritual person, grounded in God, and this is something that he put on my heart to do back in 2007. I ain't been through nothing. I was still in college. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what he was talking about, what that meant, but I wrote it down. Um, and then as I was, you know, journeying through life, and I was like, oh, maybe this is why I'm supposed to be writing a book. But it still never resonated with me. So, like, back in, I think it was 2000, maybe 16 is when I, like, started. 2020, as a teacher, March 12th, 2020 was my last day in the building. And I was like, yes, this is a time for me to work on this book that I'm supposed to work on. And, like, when I would open my computer and start tapping into those hurts and those pains that I thought that I was healed from, it was like, whoa. You wasn't I'm closing this joint again because I'm not ready. Yet. I wasn't yeah. ready. Um, I also lost a student. I lost a student, Zaymar Jones, in 2020. Um, he was murdered in West Philadelphia, first grader. And that was oh, something else. First, first grader. grader. A first grader. I said, his, his, all of my students are going to know about him. His name is going to live long. Um, but that was, that forced me to go to therapy mm -hmm. to deal with that. And then so much came mm -hmm. out from going to therapy and mm -hmm. thought I was just dealing with that. Um, so if you're not in therapy, I think you go need to go to therapy. Everyone <laughs> needs to go to therapy because we just carry mm -hmm. so much trauma within us and we can pass it down to our children and we don't we're doing it unintentionally. Um so it was difficult like reliving uh man being <laughs> married and divorced and like when my husband was in prison and like dealing with all of that and just like it took me back to the place of how I didn't think that I was going to make it through. But then when I was reading it today, it's like, but Aisha, you made it through to the other right. side. Right. So, like, I know that God purposed me with this to be an inspiration to women, especially single moms, mm. because there's so much that we go through that we don't talk about. Because as black women, we're told to, you just do it. You put your kids first and you just keep going. But being strong, super strong, that's overrated. Yeah. Like that's so overrated. Well, yeah. it, it you know what it it it, it has its ups and its downs, and sometimes it's uh, a pride thing and an ego mm -hmm. thing about that. About um, what, like being strong? Yeah, being strong. Because I mean, who a lot of people don't understand and know how to accept being vulnerable. Mm. You, you know what I mean? So vulnerable, you you have to let some part of you go. And a lot of people don't like doing it. I'm, I was one of those individuals. I was I've I was taught and raised up a certain way. Like you you gotta be strong. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not easy for me to um, display and show emotions. But that's that's not always good because you holding shit in for so long. Like yeah. you never know when you might have that breakdown yeah. or when you might spaz out on somebody because. Mm -hmm. You are holding something in for so long, so. But it also affects <clears throat> your health, like. Yeah, yeah. Back in 2019, so I had my son February 2019, and then that that fall 2019, you know, I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. I didn't know that I had postpartum depression, like because I was just so used to pushing myself beyond what I was capable of doing. It, I was just stretching myself. Um, and then that rubber band just finally popped, and I was having migraines. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was regular. It blurred my vision. I felt like I was walking on air. My blood pressure went through the roof. And I went to urgent care and it said that like it was like near stroke levels. Mm. 
And I'm just like, well, but I feel fine. It was like, no, I'm no, used to feeling not fine. Right. That, that you got a, your body yep. adjusted to that. And then your yep. body finally was like, it's enough, sis. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. yeah, that's, you that's, wasn't okay. Yeah. Not if your pressure was stroke mm-hmm. level. No, you wasn't. Like, we can hold all of that inside of us. Shut you down. Yeah. And in, in, in this book, and this question is for both of y'all too. In, in, in this book, there's a lot of, you know, you talk about a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? So, I want to talk about like revolving hurt. You know how they say mm. hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. Mm-hmm. How how do you or would you cure revolving hurt? Mm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we we get hurt by somebody, and sometimes we involuntarily hurt other right. people because we not we 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 not sure of what what we're actually doing right. until it's too late or yeah until it's too late and you actually putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and position. And, mm-hmm. you know, you that person could probably already be damaged from what, you know, what you what have you made did. cause or whatever. So how how would you try to help somebody or even yourself, like, cure that revolving hurt? And our guests always answer first. Oh, yeah. Um, my focus for my program, my youth program, is self-awareness, self-accountability, and self-esteem. Um, because I think that even when it's happening, the trauma, you got to have that self-awareness and you got to be willing to take self-accountability. Mm-hmm. You're going to get on this journey and you're going to want to stop at some point. But if mm-hmm. you don't tap into that self-accountability, you're not going to go through that. So for me, when we're talking about raising kids and thinking about the misunderstood kid, during the pandemic, I hit a moment. And, you know, me and my husband, we in the house and of course things is going to come arise. But from doing my testimony Tuesday, I talked to so many people talking about, I remember when I was three, I remember when I was five and they're talking about trauma. So I'm like self-accountability checked in like, Mm. okay, I can't do this to my kids because it's a moment for me. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it's a moment for me, but for my kids, it's going to be a memory. Wow. You get what I'm saying? And then I had to tap into my self-awareness. Okay, how do I get out of this? And I started Sisters with Agenda because I needed help. Back to vulnerability. I needed help. And I said part of it was I was told I wasn't supposed to ask for help. I was told that, you know, I remember having conversations with my mom. And I'm like, this is hard. I never had signed up to be a 24-hour parent. That wasn't never going to be my reality. I was going to work. I was never going to be a house mom. Right? But to her, it was like, whoa, what you talking about? But for me, it was my self-awareness. I had to be honest with myself Mm -hmm. to realize where I was at to make that mental shift, to stop the pattern. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now in my company, we are doing um, the Unstuck series. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I studied the Unstuck series is because you're going to put these goals in place, you're going to use these coping skills, and then you're going to hit some breaking points, and none of that shit going to work. Mm-hmm. None of that shit going to work. And you're going to be like, damn, mm-hmm. I want to go do what I'm used to doing. Who you going to tap into? Your village. We as people was created around people. You have a mom and a dad. Mom and a dad is supposed to have kids. Then you got mom and dad who got grandparents. We were created around people, but we get so into this strong woman mentality or single mom's, you know, lifestyle that we feel the need to not ask people for help. And then that's what breaks us from being able to keep working on ourselves and keep ourselves out this cycle. Because for me, that's the only change. And that's why part of my, it's taking back the village. Like the mm-hmm. village relied on each other. 
They didn't have as many resources that we had, but they went over there when they didn't have, and they didn't have to worry about being vulnerable. They didn't have to worry about ego because they know that they took care of each other. Right. It, it wasn't even an ego thing because it was, it was by law we took care of each other. You know what I'm saying? One person cooked, one person cared for each other. So bringing back that mentality and getting out of this sense of not being able to help your neighbor or say when you hurting or say when you going through some things, you know, we hear so many people going through some things in their life. And I'm just like, how did I know my aunt was going through this? How did I know uh. my cousin was going through this? How did I know this person was going through it? You know what I'm saying? But we all suffering alone. In yeah. reality, and yeah. I and I now say it's self harm. Like we causing self harm to ourselves by sitting here, and you know I disassociated for a long time when my student passed away because my godson father passed away, and then a friend passed away all back to back. Lit my house on fire, um, defecated on myself. I went through a whole wow. transition, and I didn't know it was disassociation, but that's what I was experiencing. Like I was having moments that I wasn't really there. I was disassociating from the situation, and it wasn't until my staff, my village, pulled me in and said, "Go downstairs and go to therapy." The kids went to therapy. They sent me downstairs. Kids, get out. DNT need this, you know. So let me ask you. Knowing you're beyond that now, but if you hadn't, that village never came to you and said, let's go, like, you need to make this move. Do you think, how do you think you would be now if that never happened? If you never took the chance to fix or not fix, but work through the hurt? It's crazy because when he asked the question, losing 30 students, I'll just be like, the hurt never going to go. Right. Working right? through it hurt. Like, you know, and I'm thinking about today and how do I really cope with today? Today is the loss of my first student's, you know, anniversary. And I'm just like, you know, I tap into my village. I reach out to my students. I check in with them. You know, I have moments. I cry. You know what I'm saying? I say I'm not okay. I say I need help. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, I feel like if I never went through it, I probably would be in a dark place. Like, mm -hmm. my husband say all the time, I was in a dark <clears throat> room, I smoked, got drunk, I was mm -hmm. going out, I was doing at-risk things, like, causing self-harm to myself because mm -hmm. I didn't want to cope with it. I didn't want to ask for help. And then, in turn, that hurt that you were going through, your children might have caught onto it. I didn't have children mm -hmm. at, at the time, time okay, but my okay. students, my students your told students, me that okay. I was mad. That How I old was are your mean. children? My students, I mean, my stu uh, children is two and three. Oh, uh, yeah, you got three, and three and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But my students actually told me, like, you're mean, Miss City. Like, Damn. you don't talk to people. <laughs> I, I stopped doing mm -hmm. programs. I shut down. And it was actually a coworker of mine's, Robert Parker. He's the principal over at Boys um, Lab. And he said to me, um, he said, Miss T, if you stop doing what you're doing, how many lives could you be saving? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, why would you say that to me? But it was real. And that's the power of the village. And one of the things that we talk about as Sisters with Agenda is that how many people are going to accept that real self-accountability from your village? Most of us is going to be like, man, get out of here. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to hear any of that. But it was times when people told me stuff about myself and I had to check in and be like, no, what you saying is real. And, you know, a lot of times for me, it's always my students. They going to mm -hmm. say it to me and I'm be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep BSing about it, you know. So, Aisha, how you feel about that topic? <clears throat> so, like, for me, it's my children. Okay. <clears throat> my throat. Like, my motto is, I am not going to raise children that have to heal from a childhood that I've created. Mm -hmm. Like, 
As parents, we can jack our kids up. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And I'm not perfect. I don't intend to be perfect. I look to aim to be better every day, but that's something that keeps me grounded. Like, how I am as a person is going to reflect on my children. I got boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my girl, and I wrote about it in my book, my girls to think that what a woman does, she bears children, she works, and she's just always a survival mode. I don't want my my boys to think that either. So, like, my children help me to, they've helped me to not live a life in survival mode. Like, I learned survival mode from my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, this book and therapy has freed me from being in survival mode, from that poverty mindset. And, you know, it tries to creep back in, but I got to check myself. And it's like, what I want to display to my children, I want I want to display to them what a fruitful life looks like. I want them to see what a healed woman looks like. I want them to know, to see how it looks for me to communicate my feelings and for them not, I'm not no machine. Uh-huh. My job is not to be right. just here cooking and cleaning for them to see that I'm a human being right. and mommy has feelings and mommy needs a moment. And it's okay for me to vocalize to you guys that I need a moment because if I just continuously show them that I just go, 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 that cycle continues because that's what they're going to they think say. that they're going to yep. do. It's so okay like, to not be so strong. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm not okay. I'm just curious as a man, Slab, you know, we're all ladies. As a man, how do you feel about that? Um, like you know, like I said, it was it was tough for me. You know, um, I was I was hurt in different reasons. Like I I was hurt because of I lost somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And the the I didn't I didn't grieve properly. You know what I'm saying? And Dealing with certain type of hurt, if you like, like, like they were saying, if 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 it's not taken care of, and you are around certain people, kids number one. So I didn't have kids at the time. I, I didn't have my daughter, but I affected other people that I was around. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Because just say you the life of the party, and now like something wrong with the life of the party. Like we we trying to figure out what's 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 going mm-hmm. on with you, and. You could be in a room full of people, and that one person, that one person can bring the whole, just bring everybody else down. Mm-hmm. You don't know how powerful um, your energy is. You know, it, sometimes you don't see it when you're going through. And when mm-hmm. kids are around, that's something that you really, really need to check because kids watch yeah. and and mm-hmm. and do everything. That they see you do. We we looking at kids four or five years old, and they got so much personality. And you be like, where the fuck did you learn that? Like, how did you? You know what I'm saying? How? But they they're watching. Even yeah. when we think that they are not watching, they are paying or listening. Very. Oh oh oh. They definitely. You be listening. on the phone. Oh my <laughs> god. They be mimicking you on the phone. Every, That's why I say, good you thing do. I'm just a little bit of ratchet and not a whole bunch. Not a whole lot of ratchet, <laughs> just a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah. Child. So why do you think people are afraid to go back and tap into their past? Like, it's what's... hard. It's hard. It's hard. It brings up so many. It's a dark place. Yeah. You can be stuck. 
Because you have some people who are literally stuck at that trauma that happened to them when they were eight, nine years old. Yeah. That's it's there. Fact. I got a cousin right now that's going through some shit, mm-hmm. and we have no fucking clue what's wrong with him. Or they feel like me going into it, what is going to come out of it? So you got to know how to address it. Because some people can tap into it and they go back and they don't yeah. know how to, they don't know what yeah. to do once they're in that space. That's true, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now they didn't open up this womb and they don't even know how to heal it. Yeah. Especially or, if they've never actually healed from it. And then yeah. they're going back to it and it's just making it worse. That's just, the main, that's that's so important that, that you say it, Juan. So I shared something in my book. Back in my early 20s, I was raped. Right. And... Um, guy that I went out with and we went out again and like when people say what they would do in situations like that you literally don't know what you would do like your body just freezes up so I hadn't seen this guy and so this happened in what 2007 I saw him in 2019 I was at Lamvilla Orchards with my daughter and something that I thought that I was healed from like and it was crowded there and I looked up and I spotted him. Like, I froze. I started crying. And I was just like, well, what is wrong with me? I thought that I had healed from that. I never addressed it. Mm. I, I don't, I acknowledge that it happened to me, but I never addressed the emotions and the feelings that went along with it. So I kind of like, Boop. So you had a physiological response yes. to it and you didn't even yep. know that would happen. Yep. Yep. Mm. That's, that's what deep. trauma, that's what yep. trauma does to you. Yeah. Like. When you haven't healed from it, your mm-hmm. body reacts, and then moment when you get a revisit to it, like a memory comes back, you have a reaction to it, be yeah. it tears, be yeah. it whatever it is. And damn, like And how- as a Christian, you're told to you pray about it. <laughs> but praying mm-hmm. about it doesn't necessarily just make that go away. Mm. You have to deal with it. Like this is how that made me feel. You have to deal with the guilt that comes along with it. You have to deal with all of those things. Mm. So I-, I listened to the elder of the church and I, you know, I prayed about it. I thought I was done with that until I saw him. I was like, whoa. And I think that's one of the things in the black community. Community, We're told to pray about it, mm-hmm. go to church, and they'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But they, we're never told really to go to therapy. Until recent yeah. years, I'll say maybe the last couple of years, people mm-hmm. have been more yeah. open about therapy. But before, it was just go to church, pray to God, yeah. he'll fix it. But yeah. some things we really need to talk through. Mm-hmm. And we some people sit- don't know how to pray. Some people, gotta learn how to, some people don't know what yeah. you should say or... How I don't I don't find myself to be a person that I feel like I feel like I need to like when you hear people who pray like really well and can move a room like I feel like I'm supposed to do that and everybody mm-hmm. doesn't do that you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and that doesn't mean that what I'm saying is not coming across to God either but right. you know you have to work at making yourself better too it's, you can't just leave it all I mean you can leave it all for God but you have to do your part too and you got to yeah. do the work so yeah. But I think another big part of it is we've been told so long not to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. If you talk about the black men, the black men was told mm-hmm. not to cry, right? Mm-hmm. So, so many times I got to look at this situation with my son crying. He's five years old. I'm like, is his feelings hurt? Let him cry. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is you crying over, you can't have a snicker bar? No, dog, stop crying, right? But if we suppress it from such a young age, when yep. you get to the point of healing it, you like that's a hard feeling to change. Mm-hmm. Change is a hard thing mm-hmm. for people in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. So now you're changing something from years and years and generation of you telling yourself that you're not supposed to feel. You're not supposed to feel these feelings. And then you start to step into these territories and it's like, 
I don't know where I'm going with this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's them breaking those generational things and being okay to take baby steps. Like, mm-hmm. because it's us learning new things. I was talking about this the other day. Like, you know, we, we were talking about like our parents as we reaching out for help, right? But think about it. We in our 30s, 40s or whatever, our parents still didn't heal yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still, mm-hmm. if we just learned what self-care is and self-love mm-hmm. is and self, all of these we things. How do that. we expect our parents to then know, right? So it's like, you got to, it's that old saying of like, you can't teach an old man something. Like, they old, they stuck in their ways type yeah. of things. So it's kind of like that where women, we more lean into that side because we always had to, kind of be a little vulnerable. But like I said, men have always been told that wasn't okay. You know, and now you breaking those things as a grown man, it's going to be a little hard. Yeah, I tell so, my, my, <laughs> I said my future daughter-in-laws will not be calling me saying, your son don't know how to talk and communicate. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. They, it's okay for you to express how you feel. It's okay. I would rather my sons, my boys be overly expressive than not no, being able to tap into <laughs> those emotions and those feelings. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I honestly think now it, it, it might be different, but uh, certain guys they are expressing themselves in, in the way they, that, that is causing harm to certain females, mm. and but that is because of like, like you were saying. You know, they was taught a certain way. You, you know what I mean? Like, Take it out my face. don't, don't, yeah, don't say this <laughs> and don't say that. Or you, 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 you gotta have this macho man yeah. appearance and stuff like that. We talk about um, um, guys not they can dish it, but they can't take it. You, mm. you know what I mean? Some men can and some men can't. And those men who can't, it, that 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 goes back to parenting that goes back to them not even knowing who who they really are like I can't do dirt and then and then you do dirt on me and I'm tripping mm-hmm. you know I did something I did something to you first now I'm not saying do tit for tat because I, I I really feel like that's some that I, I don't I don't that's like that's revolving hurt exactly that's revolving exactly and so we have you got to get to a point where you know what I'm saying before we make poor choices, you know we. I I need to think about is this something I really want to do because even if it's just a thrill, that thrill just it, it lasts for however many minutes, and then you go back to being who you were. You know what I'm saying? When my when my girlfriend died in '01. My my grieving process was dealing with women. That was that was that was that's how I cope with it. You were and trying to find her again, and you no, you couldn't. Not find not her. even that, but it's like so. Why, it's, how you tell? It's like a drug addict when he's shooting up. Like I, I was chasing a high, and my high that I was chasing was me just trying to get over her, get over the hurt. So I oh, would okay. talk to. This person, that person, that person, just to get over this hurt feeling. But when I stopped talking to you, when that person went away. You was hurt again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that is something so hard to deal with. And I was one of them guys. I was like, I ain't getting no fucking therapy. What I need therapy for? My very first therapy session, I felt like a brand new guy. <laughs> I swear to God. And I did all the talking. She asked me maybe three questions. And she wrote down majority, you know, of what I was talking about. When I got on that elevator, I was like, wow, 
what the fuck? I, mm. I felt like a new person. And I tell everybody, I tell all my homies, and I'm like, yo, y'all need to y'all need to y'all need to get therapy. And, and it's not because you're going through something, you know what I mean? Because sometimes your homies don't even want to talk to you about their situations. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I guess they think you might judge them or whatever. But if you my man and you coming to me with, with a heart to heart, it's my job to respect it. It's like a lawyer. You might you telling me the truth. I can't say nothing to nobody else. But the only way I can the only way I can help you. If you tell me what's really going on, don't sugarcoat the shit because you sugarcoat it now I might give you the wrong advice. Mm -hmm. And I should be telling you some real shit, but I, I'm not because you you don't you don't gave me half the fucking story. Right. We we probably all and I'm I'm gonna go back a little bit. We probably all know men who've been through trauma as children being molested mm -hmm. or things of that nature, mm -hmm. even by the same sex sometimes. And mm -hmm. do we? allow our men to open up about that without judgment. Cause a lot of times I feel like if a man was to say, Oh, my uncle raped me when I was 10. Right. And sometimes I feel a way about a man, like, because he's confused, he never dealt with those feelings of what happened to him, mm -hmm. that trauma that happened to him that made him confused. Are we going to judge that man? Because he might feel like maybe I am gay. You know what I mean? Like, do we, I, I no, I, I mean, y'all see what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, I, I think I understand what you Let me just talk it out. Yeah, so, it's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Only because, like, what's up? I, I, I want to make sure you're asking because I don't Maybe feel I'm like not right. I don't feel like if anybody in this room would judge some because I a lot of times stuff like that you can't share information like that with everybody True. because everybody isn't emotionally mature enough to even understand that. Well, that's what I think to, I'm trying to say. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, to answer your question, I would. Some, I feel like I would, uh, wouldn't judge somebody if they told me that, but... That they was gay? No. That they that they were raped, and then they uh, they think that they're gay because of that. Like, so I, would, I wouldn't child, judge you raped. about it. You oh, know? that's deep. I ain't or hear, even I ain't as a grown, Even as a grown man, maybe... Oh, yeah, well, there was a situation, and they were... I mean, I think that using rape makes it kind of biased only because no not makes it biased but I feel like somebody's opinion because I feel like most mature people initially would feel like they want to make you feel like you you know you can be vulnerable and and tell the you know and you know try to listen to the person mostly mm -hmm. but if it's I feel like if it's a different situation where the judgment would come in is if it's like you think that because you were with a man before and some woman is like, do you think that I'm gay? Like, I feel like that is a different, like, if you're, if you were with a, somebody of the same sex because you wanted to do it, and even mm -hmm. if you were like exploring yourself or something like that, then, you know, I feel like that takes on more judgment than saying you were raped right, by somebody. Right, you understand right, what I'm right. saying? But yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to know which, like, cause that I was think like, that's extreme what I was trying to say, me. but I wasn't able to get it out the way you got right. it out mm -hmm. for me. Thank you. I, was, I think a, a different look to that question, like, what I'm thinking is that, our society don't know how to accept men being vulnerable. Like, I think about my husband and I think about different conversations that we had. And sometimes he was being open with me. He was being vulnerable with me. He was, you know, let me know. And of course, I'm like, it should be ass out here. You all soft. You get what I'm saying? Because we not used to it. Like, be real, though. If a man came to you and they put their heart on their sleeve, what is shorty going to say? You get what I'm saying? We're not receptive of it. And then I think about my kid. Like, I think my... I teach my son how to bust. Like, okay, you... 
You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to bust. We don't teach each other how to affirm each other, right? So I'll have two of my girls students sit across from each other. And I'll be like, say something nice to each other. That's your best friend. They're uncomfortable as shit. You get what I'm saying? Because we taught to bust. We taught to be sarcastic. We taught to be quick on our toes. But we're not not taught taught to to be vulnerable and and listen to each other and and nurture each other. And and like men to be friends and like come to each other when some something going on. I had a student, his mom was just had a baby. She ended up getting COVID and was in the hospital for like months on end. And like, yeah, boys that he rolled with every day since they was young boys. And he said, I never told my friends. Mm. And I'm like, why you never told your friend? And like, he didn't even want me to tell his friend. And I'm like, this boy every day going through something, and he looked like a zombie. Like, what you mm. mean your friends don't even know? But at the end of the day, this is our culture. And we got to break that because that's what we so used to. Like I say, I say myself as an adult. Yes, I struggle with that. And I'm just being real. Like, And that's where I come again with that self-accountability. How do I break the habits? By being real and by being authentic. Yeah. Like there was times I'm dead serious. Me and my husband went through that for a long time because of something that I said that stuck with him. Because as a man, he felt like I was coming to you being vulnerable and you right. snatched that away from me. And uh, fuck with my ego now I'm going back in my shell you get what I'm saying Uh, versus if I was open and I was receptive to him being vulnerable to me it would have been a different approach right where I might be like that with my girlfriend like me I'm that type of person oh sis you know all empathetic understanding but now I'm over here shutting him down because (laughs) (laughs) get the fuck out my face and that's what we do you know what I'm saying that's why sometimes I think about you know when we talk about the culture of the men and Mm -hmm. You know, the man going through things and the sister going through things. We all going through something at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? We all going to have to pick up somebody's slack because the reality is we a broken culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we all in the same place trying to get on this journey to heal ourselves. So it's going going to take Hmm. some time and it's going to look a little ugly at times. But we got to be willing to, you know, stick together. I said, as long as somebody ain't abusing you mentally or physically... Ride this shit out. I can't. I can't <laughs> because I, I put in the work. I put in the mm-hmm. work to be whole and healing. I can't deal with a guy who's not able <laughs> to express his feelings. Like, dog, that's not my... That ain't my job. Yeah, That's not my job <laughs> to... I can facilitate a safe space, but to be pulling... Almost 40 years old to be pulling it out of you and pulling it out of you. It's draining. Yeah, you have to be self aware to know that you have things that you got going on that you need to work through. Now, I can help you through that, but I'm not, I can't. I'm going to judge me on your progress. If you're making progress, all right, your progress might not look like the way I want your progress to look, but if you're making progress, then we good. (laughs) But I feel like women can also, we can also enable men. Oh, yeah. My life of enabling is over. Can I relate this to Kanye and Kim West? I mean, Mm. Kanye and Kim right now. Y'all know what's going on with them Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. Um, Do you think Kanye's trauma is causing him to act the way he is towards Kim? Like, what do you think is going on with Kanye that he's acting out in the way that he is in the last couple of weeks. His trauma, you talking about like with his with, with his mom? Yeah, with his mom. Like he was in a car, he almost lost his life in a car accident. Like those things come back. Like Kanye. why do you think Kanye is acting out in the way? And do you think it's abusive? Because I do. 
Because he keep messing with white women. That's his problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I want to say this real quick before we get, if we get too deep into that. But the, um, this weekend I was having a conversation with I don't even remember who it was, but I remember oh with my girlfriends when I was at that coffee shop. I was yeah it took so, took all fucking day <laughs> replying back to me. So <laughs> she was chatting at the coffee shop. She was talking with a book club. Nigga. <laughs> you can't reply. You can't reply when you chat with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just telling them about how. You know, my son is 14 and, you know, he's my only child. And I know a lot, most of my other friends, a lot of my other friends have older sons and stuff like that. But I never really brought up the fact that because he started seeing this little girl right in his class. So my thing is, is I don't want him to feel like he is going to have to get something from some other person, other girl or anybody that he doesn't already feel like we're very we talked to him i mean we me and him meaning him and me and his father i'm sorry Mm -hmm. um so we like we have conversations and stuff all the time and i feel like this girl is like very clingy and she has some type of like emotional problems Mm -hmm. that she already had and i am always asking questions and stuff because i don't want my son to all of a sudden start to go through some trauma because of what her situations are Mm. because he has a tendency to try to be everybody's hero. He's been Mm. like that since he was younger because he's always been a bigger kid and little kids always want to hide behind him, Mm. hold on to him. So he's protecting everybody. And I'm like, that is not your responsibility to take care of her. I was like, you are 14 years old. So they were already, he was already to the point where he was worried about it when they go to high school. Like they have to go to the same high school. So I'm like, no, you don't, you're not taking care of her. You don't have to protect her. Her parents are protecting her. Like that's not your job. So it's been like a conversation that we just had recently. And and I don't want him to end up being the type of person that shuts down because he already isn't like that. So when he doesn't talk to me, I feel like something is wrong with him. And I'm like, I was telling my girlfriends, like, I just don't want him to be like, um, I don't, I'm not trying to put pressure on him because he's only 14. And at the same time, I just don't want him to be like where he doesn't feel like he can be vulnerable because, you know, anything with this. Because this girl apparently at her house, she told them how she felt about things. And they were just like, uh, they didn't believe her. So she tells my son and she's let, expressing herself to him and getting pissed off at the world. And he's taking all that on like that. Mm. He don't need all that. He don't. <laughs> like, I'm like, for, you, especially exactly. if they, he going through puberty, like they already going through enough. Like maybe they, not. Nah, but I they were telling me that up. you know a lot of that up. stuff. <laughs> I, I know that's can't. the part. Like I feel like that would make it worse. He gonna be. He <laughs> can't. It's crazy. Our, our kid. I, I mean, he's probably an empath, right? Where you just pick up people feelings, mm-hmm. and it's hard because these kids, like, it's it's no getting them away from their parents. Like the social. Mm-hmm. Need is so like heightened, and it doesn't matter what you tell him. He's right. going like I feel like what I learned just me being me. Like my parents instilled a lot of things in me and put me in a lot of programs and exposed mm-hmm. me a lot of things from sex education to life skills to what you want in a husband, all of that good stuff. I still did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like I lived the, like I had two parents. I was Muslim. You know what? It was a structure, but I did what I wanted to do. You get right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what I got into, but I found the way to do it. You get what I'm saying? And I was 
real slick yeah, about it. I was in, I was in all different way. type of programs. You get what I'm saying? But I was into all different type of street programs too, unfortunately. But I also know that I'm also a product of what my parents put into me. Mm-hmm. I was able to flip it and reverse it to the point mm-hmm. that people in my message still laugh that I'm doing what I'm doing. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's all really about... You didn't get caught up. Did I get caught no, up? No, you didn't get caught up. Oh, I did. Nah. <laughs> Plenty no, of times. No, nah, no. Nah, but what I mean by getting caught up is you didn't get caught up where you didn't stay on, on the wrong path. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, we all did our shit. You know what I mean? Like my parents did some a little different. They kind of let me go. Like they. What felt you like, mean? Let, let like go. whatever decision I wanted to make, they kind of let me go. I ended up moving with my cousin. Okay. And it was like, well, if she's going to do this, we're not going to fight her about it. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She's got to figure it out if this is what she feels like she wanted to do. You get what I'm saying? So I was the first child went to college, came back at an apartment. You get what I'm saying? And I just always stuck to it. Like, I was real smart about my shit. Like, and that's why I work with kids. Because I'm just like, if I don't want to live in my parents' house at ninth grade, I'm also got to get a job to make sure I get money to not live with my parents. Like, I was smart like that. You get what I'm saying? So I always had this. at ninth grade? Something like that. Like I said, I oh, but yeah, I was I, I was smart about it. I was like watching my little cousin. My and mom was still taking me to school, in right? <laughs> I mean, like I said, Dropping I had you all with your lunch bag. Yeah. I had a situation that I could use to make it seem like I was being I a good Samaritan. Okay, you know. She's trying to give it to us, but not give it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, it's yeah. okay. Mom likes to listen every now and then. Mom likes to listen. So many words. She ain't giving up all the tapes. That's fine. But I also know they knew. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know they wasn't oblivious, but it was like one of those things. Like, we moved her to Philly. It's not too much we can do mm-hmm. because you're going to pull, pull back and they going to keep resisting anyway. You know, and that's why I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm all about planting those seeds. Like, I'm like that with my students. Like, I'm heavy on that accountability with them, but I'm also heavy on the love. So I'm going to hold you accountable. But if you choose to make a decision, I'm going to be here to give you your consequences as well. You know, that's just how I am because I know at the end of the day, I can sit and talk to you till you blew in your face. You won't have to make a decision, mm-hmm. you know. And I see a lot of parents do that and then they don't understand, like, well, why am my child still doing this, you know? I feel like my son is like your son in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if we could have half of his class living with us, we probably would. <laughs> um, Which son, Josiah? Josiah. He's just how so, old is he? He's eleven. He's so loving. Do so you and think it's like aware? He's really. And that's something like conversations that I have with them. Like, I don't say things like I'm taking care of y'all by myself, and it's a struggle. I learned that in therapy because that's me putting the burden on them. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Mommy is doing the best and I'm struggling. No, I'm not. Your job is to mess up. You're going to mess up, but my job is to correct you. So, like, just changing the words that I use when parenting, but just also making them aware that your home situation is not the home situation of the people. And they're, they kind of mm. see it with being in my classroom. So, like, it's a way for me to make them aware without you and using different words with it. So, like, he's such an empath. His mama's an empath. Like, mm. I worry about that when he starts dating little girls and like, mom, her, can she just come live with us because such and such and such and such. And such. So I definitely understand that. Can somebody tell us that uh, empath? What is that? 
Empath, empath. Some and people. Some people say it differently. Oh, what is it though? What do you? What <laughs> oh, do you, you're all you don't know what it means. No, no. What do they do? What, what like yeah. empathetic, like you with still. somebody. Like yeah. sympathy, oh, sympathy oh, is more like y'all, y'all. Okay, and y'all you like take on people's feelings. <clears throat> yeah, like, like yeah, real in tune. Oh, I'm an empath. Like when you, you think about them. When you sympathize with somebody, yeah. it's usually some a similar situation you've been through it. So you kinda kinda understand their feelings. You but feel when it. you empath, you not necessarily haven't gone through that situation, but you take on their feelings. The energy and the energy. I'm an empath, motherfucker. I don't wanna You don't wanna be an empath? No, I'm just I'm just thinking about Noah. How do I, I protect him? Yo, but my... do you think it also has to do with him liking her? Like Well, yeah. I mean I'm sure Noah, it has what, a lot 13? to 14. 14. I'm sure it has a lot to do with oh, he, that and he's, he's trying to get the draw. You know, he's also <laughs> going. Oh, G- no. That was not what I was thinking of. No. <laughs> he's a baby. Don't hey, do it. Listen, I've come across right enough now. text messages to need to, you know, pay attention. <laughs> like, but I'll, I'll act like, did you have sex? Like, I'm, I'm going to ask, gonna ask him. Yeah, because I need to. <laughs> I need to you know. You gonna ask him just like that? Tonight? I'm like, you talking these bitches? But when he said, like, cause I, I just pay attention to how he, do, like, his, his, his regular everyday tendencies, when they start to change a little bit, then I'm, you know, I ask questions. But his dad doesn't think that I need to be in his business. Like, he's like, that's what I said. He was like, "That's his." Bi-. Like no, I was saying something about his phone. Like, like I'm looking at the phone, and I'm, I'm like, "Do you look at this text message?" So he was like, "But why are you looking at?" It? I'm like, "Because it's my business. Like right. I pay for this phone. Right. But that's you know? part of our house culture. Yeah. And in the evenings, you bring all electronics upstairs, and I look. Oh, every yeah. oh every day. Yeah, they know. Oh, that's good. Because my, you think they delete and stuff? They ain't deleting stuff. You sure? They think that I know that. Like I got the teacher. I can oh, find okay. out. So. You got him. You got him. You got him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I but, don't tell Noah that I look at his stuff because, um, first th- I don't do he it. He will delete it. Yeah, no, but no, that, I, no. I think that when he thinks that I'm going to look at it, he'll try to delete it. But I have already looked at it. <laughs> That's <laughs> wait, the thing. Wait, like he, I have all most of the time when he deletes it, <laughs> I have already seen it already. So he he thinks that like if I say give me your phone. That I'm looking at it oh, now. But you already saw I it. have already seen it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So, so he'll be real fast like that. He'll be like, well, he did it one time when um he thought that I was going to say something to the girl about. It. I was just like, give me your phone. He was just like, oh, and he was doing something. I was just like, don't try to delete anything out of your phone now. <laughs> like it's it's too late because I'm already going to you know see. I just don't tell him when I'm going to do it. I do it when he's not paying attention or none the wiser. Like he could have been on his phone all day. As soon as he looked like he getting sleepy, you uh, best believe I'm tiptoeing uh, and everything. Because they got this thing where they, they like to be on FaceTime all night oh long. yeah, you said yep. that. I was like, long. so I have his, he can't use his phone after a certain time on like school nights and stuff. But um, on the weekends, I don't care. Like he asked me to open it up get last night. And he kept asking me over. I, I wasn't even home yet. I was just like, relax. Like, because mm-hmm. she, she's probably... Sending him 10,000 messages. Yep. I feel like, like that girl going to be in your house. That. I think she's going to be living with y'all soon. No. Look, one, one time he says to me, I was like, we were yeah. having a conversation when, before they started the school selection process, right? And it was him, his father, and myself. And we're in there. Have, we were talking for like a little bit. We started talking about a bunch of stuff. So the phone, it was like maybe 30 minutes went by. His phone kept going off, going off, going off. So he's looking at us. Laughing at what we're saying, looking at the phone, and then he's just like, 
um, answering the phone. I was just like, uh, we're having a conversation. He was like, I was just letting letting her know that um, I was okay. I said, Mm-mm. she don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I, these down. parents need to check these little girls. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like that's coming soon. Like, because the other day, I went in there. He was asleep. I'm joke doing my normal. Like, I sing all the time. So I'm walking in, oh, you be singing? singing a song. Yeah, all the time around the house. Y'all hear me humming stuff? I'll be singing around my yeah, house. So, um, my kids so be sick of me. I was walking in his room and I'm like, oh, he in here sleep. So I was just like, so I know I could see her moving around in the screen because he got. She, so he knocked out. He knocked out sleep. She on the FaceTime. And I said, oh, I said, oh, he's asleep. I said, oh, it's good night because he's asleep. Oh, and all of a sudden, the, no, the, the, all of a sudden, the screen went blank because she must have like turned the phone around or something. And I was like, so we're hanging up. Good night. And I hung up the phone. I don't even think 10 minutes went by. I hear him talking. <laughs> I said, I opened up the door. I said, weren't you just asleep? <laughs> like, why are you back oh, on happened, the phone again? I said, I told you good night. <laughs> right. This happened. I, I, I take that back. Parents, we're talking about the trauma and all the stuff like that. Like, parents who are struggling with daddy issues and stuff like that, they're raising kids who are struggling with those same issues. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why it goes back to when we talk about a revolving door of hurt. Do we forgive our parents? Because our parents, when we think we go back. completely yet. Yeah, because when we go back to when we were kids, our parents were this age that we are now. Mm -hmm. And if we're still dealing with struggles and still healing and still learning, our parents was doing the same thing. My parents are 70 something. I know they're still dealing with struggles and still still processing hurt. And do I forgive them or for, you know, you know, things that they might have done wrong that I thought was wrong, that they might have thought was okay? Like, but, you know, with some some of those things that may have happened. You know, with your parents, or some of those things, they were supposed to happen. You, you know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta understand that things just don't fucking happen. I believe everything, that. everything happens, happens for a reason. For a reason. Yeah, but and it still doesn't negate the fact that the stuff still hurts. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah. but again, it happened for a reason. Something may have hurt you, but it's trying to teach you a lesson in the mm-hmm. long run. This is all about your development into who you are about to come. So we may look at it like, oh, you know, some people might think it's a bad thing or, you know, should my parent apologize? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not too sure because it happened for a reason. And we had, and the only, the only thing that is like a big mystery is we don't know why. Right. One of the things that my therapist said to me today that fucking blew my mind is trusting what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what mm-hmm. the fuck? It, I, that blew my fucking how, mind because how, it how just... How do you do that? I, and this like, is the thing. A lot of us cannot do it. You, you don't, you don't you trust. Don't it's so hard to trust what you, what you can't see. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to trust. Like, if you don't know... If somebody's going to pull through or if you're going to talk to somebody again, but you, you got to have something within you just to trust what you don't know. Cause regardless, even if, if the situation comes back to you, supposed to, if the situation doesn't come back to you, it wasn't, but we learn from everything that happens to us. We are supposed to, mm-hmm. a lot of us just look at it like, why the fuck this happened? We ain't looking at like every. It's a process. But a lot of us aren't taught to do that either. I, like, and, 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 so and that I get makes that. it even more difficult. And and and, and that's true. 
that a lot of us aren't taught that way, but it's like some sometimes we have to find, we got to find our way within ourselves. It's a lot of homeless people that's, that was homeless. Like, look at Tyler Perry. Homeless. Homeless. Idris was homeless. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Perry flew a jet to fly Whitney Houston from one place to another for a funeral. So the point I was, I was I, I'm trying to make about him was he had to find a way. I don't I don't you think anybody taught him anything to be a fucking He was fucking, living out of car for years. A, a, a playwright? He was living in the car. He had no fucking ink pen. He was writing them plays and nobody <laughs> was believing him. He had no pen. He probably he had, had no pen. pen. He had no fucking paper. He had the pen the very end. He was like the I got a number two. The nigga had a number two pencil with a fucking half bit off eraser. And he's a fucking billionaire. Tyler Perry. My book. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry felt with like what he was driven by. He had a purpose within him, but he had to... T- yep. But you answer, you answer your own exactly, question, though. That's exactly where but I'm at. You gotta find what you are driven by. I might... Driven I'm, by purpose. Driven by but purpose. He also I might driven, not be able to tell you, but he, you gotta find it within yourself sometimes. But he sometimes also, you don't find it within yourself. Like, I found mine... And you found yours what, what, your, what your hurt and your struggle and all that, right? I found mine through God. Like, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. I feel like God is in you, so... yeah. That is. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like the anointing in this yeah. place. I do. I feel. <laughs> this was a very like spiritual discussion. Um, so for me, <laughs> um, once I started getting get into affirmations, I didn't really understand them. I mean, I understand. Explain what you I mean by affirmations. Um, affirmations. Some people don't know what that is. Some people don't know. So uh, it's really just telling yourself what it is. Speaking so that shit into the universe. For me, I had to focus on one. And mine was letting go of my perceived pain, right? How I perceive something is not how somebody else perceive it, right? right? So when I think about my parent, literally, it was just last year and me doing my business. My father is a fucking legend. I'm just like, hold on. For his 60th birthday, I had to do like a... um, we did like a collage and had different people send, you know, birthday shout outs. And I got people in Australia and Morocco and That's here cool. and there and all of these places. And I Google my dad's name and it's him from the beginning of Google search to the bottom of Google search. And back in the day, there was this guy that I went to college with, um, Kings Rule Together, Karan. He's a big deal. Um, he does oh, yeah, a, shout out to Karan. That's my yeah, man. shout yeah. out to Karan. He knew, like right? Him. He don't live in the city no more, I right? don't know where that man yeah, is. But he, he's doing great things, mainly around cycling right now. Yeah. Um, and me and him, we went to the same high school, did the same thing. And I remember I was watch, working with C. Denham. Um, it's funny sitting in 923 because we used to be here. C. Denham, he was a, <laughs> a, a fashion artist out of Germantown. And I'm working with him. And my dad coming to C. Denham's store one day, see what we got going. Next thing you know, my dad gets a clothing line and just blows up. And I'm mm. like all holding on to this regret for years. Like, why you never worked with me? Instead, you worked with Karan. But if he never worked with Karan, I wouldn't have so much access to so many people, right? Mm. He wouldn't have went the places that he went if he didn't bang with Karan because he might not have had those resources messing with, with me. Right. And it was last year, I'm sitting there and Crazy. I text my dad. I'm like, it all makes sense. I remember it was times I didn't even want to say Happy Father's Day because I was mad yeah. of my perceived pain, how I perceived mm. it. And I remember my mom always telling me, you know, when I was growing up, 
your dad don't know who his dad is. He never knew who his dad was. Like, Ted should be understanding. And I never wanted to hear that. You know, but now being a parent, and I know this shit is hard. Like, there is no script to this. You wake up and you're like, goodness, I got to be a parent today. So why wouldn't I forgive my parent? Like, you know what I'm saying? And my parent was younger than me when they was parenting four of us. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I sit back and I find myself doing some of the things that my parents did. And I'm just like, how could I ever stay mad or not forgive them, even when I don't understand? There's still things to this day that I don't understand and I try to let it go and just let it be what it is. And I and I noticed like me doing sisters with an agenda, how my mom started coming around in different ways of things we didn't even talk about. But mm-hmm. just her seeing me on this journey of growth. So I think like it's really important for people to be understanding of where somebody else might be at. But as long as you stay firm in your journey that you're on and let go of your perceived pain because you're looking at it, we're all looking at this conversation Five different ways. Yeah, that's you thing. get what I'm saying? We're all looking at this conversation five different ways. Right. But yet and still we hold on to our hurt and I can still judge you and be mad at something you say. Right. I can still, mm-hmm. like we can sit in this conversation and still turn around and be mad at somebody because our perceived pain. Everybody has a different situation when it comes to their parents here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking about forgiving my parents, but that's because of my perceived pain. Right. Depending on how deep it was. You know what I'm saying? And it might not have had the same pain that somebody else experienced with their parents. So, you know, it's also a conversation that has to be understanding based off of that person's perception of pain if they're going to forgive their parents or not. Y'all and here. Do I have to forgive us. my dad right now? No, I'm right. I, t- I talked to him right now. Right 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 were not any that I had, but it took me a long time to realize that they come out in other ways with me. Mm. Like, and it was, this was this within the year or so. I don't know if it was the last couple of months, but child, my cousin was telling me about how we were talking about relationships and the people that we, cause my, her mother and my mother are sisters. Right. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about how our, our parents were when we were coming up and stuff like that. And that was in that conversation, I was just like, like thinking about my sister's father raised me mostly. But there was a point in time in my life where I didn't speak to him for years. And I mean, up until your dad, yeah, my dad, pretty Uh much. So because he hurt me, like devastated me to like, I still feel it today. Mm -hmm. Right. And but my father, my biological father is who I spoke to today. He just came back into my life when I was an adult. When I was pregnant, we started developing a relationship. But I would just see him randomly here and there throughout my life and my childhood and stuff like that. But I've realized that I tend to want to be with or date men that are, that are emotionally unavailable. Child. And both of my fathers, my biological father and my dad, were exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? I kept trying to figure mm-hmm. out, why do I keep doing this? And then... We were having the conversation, my cousin and I, and she was just like, "Look at your, uh, your, your father." <laughs> I mean, like, then you, you just because we were, you, you were. She was like, "You just said mm-hmm. about the stuff," and I was just like, "This is insane." Because I said I kept trying to figure out, do I have daddy issues? And I'm like, "God damn, what I do?" <laughs> but they yeah. say that women gravitate towards men in their dating life that are similar to their fathers. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe that is, and you're just gravitating to those men that are not emotionally available. I gotta to you. stop because I don't, <laughs> I don't have time. But does for that. it? But but the stopping mean that you have to deal mm. with that. Yeah, I don't just. I gotta. I mean, I I have been trying to find another therapist because I didn't start seeing th- getting uh having uh you know ha- going to a therapist until after my mom passed away because mm-hmm. that was when I really started to because I didn't know what to do with the grief that I was dealing with and mm-hmm. some I mean I finally started to really know how to um to, you know um I can't think of the word you know like. How to cope. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it took me a while because, I mean, obviously I never dealt with that situation. Then Mm -hmm. I was like, it's pretty much like I don't have any parents because my, Mm -hmm. even though I have my, I could, when my, before my mom passed, she had cancer, right? So she was sick and stuff and her and my biological father have been friends since they were kids. So they still talk to each other, right? So I was going to be supposed to be moving and he was not answering my phone calls. He was supposed to help me with something, right? And um, like not even financially, just helping me put stuff together and stuff like that. Because he does the type of stuff that he does. Mm. I couldn't get in touch with him for weeks. And I remember calling my mom like, have you talked to my father? Like, can you tell him to call me back? I needed something. I couldn't call my mother to have my mother call my father. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, that is a lot. For, that was, it yeah. took a lot. And I mean. So wait, he would be talking to her, but when return wouldn't return calls, my phone call. My mom. And, and they, I'm like, I'm like, why are you talking to him? All right. You feel away then. But it wasn't even on that type of time. It was, they were friends. You know, they've yeah. known each other since they were kids. So. For me, hmm. like, definitely daddy issues. I knew my dad. My dad was abusive to my mom and on drugs. I saw a lot. <laughs> But, like, when I realized that I knew I had daddy issues, like, I was a hoe on the low back in the day. Um, <laughs> a hoe on the low back in the day. Like, you, had, you had your whole thing. Why are you going to say, I'm still in. I'm still in. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't know so you I when you had your whole phase though. Like, <laughs> you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know them. I know them like 22 years. She's uh, on the low. Oh, okay, like, hold you on. Didn't you didn't know. know. You wasn't on the low. She was on the low with You wasn't part of the low. I was on the high. Um, she was on the low. <laughs> but I realized that, like, my, I also gravitated towards men who weren't emotionally available. Right. But that was more of a me thing and not knowing how to, it was okay because it worked. I didn't know how to give and how to, I've never seen like a functional relationship. I've never been, even when I was married, like my marriage wasn't functional and he wasn't emotionally available. He's so an like, asshole. He was. So it worked because I didn't know how to fully give. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, being in those emotionally unavailable relationships, it worked until it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Then it worked with somebody else until it don't work. Cause I don't oh, got mommy I gotta, issues. Uh, I want to get it. Together. No issues. We always think I it's got the my own issues. <laughs> <laughs> I got slap issues. You got slap issues. <laughs> well, you in your therapy, you working through it. You gonna find hey, out what's what's hey. what's your trauma, what you need to heal from. That's yeah, all. It boils down to. Just be lucky that they don't have nothing to do with it. I told you what I was going to do, but we ain't gonna say it on air. Remember when I said I was going. Don't say it on air. <laughs> no. Remember I said, did I tell you I was gonna I was gonna buy something? Did I tell you that? Yes. Oh, all right. I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that. Now I'm, I wanna know what you want I'm me to right. right. You want me to tell it to like text it to me. Text it to the group. Put it in the group chat. Like we all wanna know what you want to buy. Have a moment of transparency. <laughs> yeah. Not on the air. Maybe, oh, maybe I don't know if you ready for you ready for that. <laughs> 
It's a free zone. Somebody else might be struggling. Actually, that could be putting it in the atmosphere even more. Somebody else might be struggling with this. You never know. They're going to keep struggling. They're going to keep struggling today. That shit ain't going to change for them today. Not. Not because of me, but um, <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, therapy is really is really working. It's, I mean, it's it's helping me because um, I'm I'm just starting to see a lot of things where um, I had I were I was ignorant to certain things, and I, I was ignorant because I didn't know. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, somebody asked you a question mm. about something, and because you don't know, you might answer stupidly. And mm-hmm. I, I should just shut up because I have no knowledge of that. Like, when y'all just said that word, when y'all said... Uh, Empath. I'm like, she said it first, so I'm like, oh, everybody's nodding their heads. I was like, slap, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody know what that is, but me. And then, then she said it, and I'm like, all right, fuck that. What, what y'all talking about? suffering in silence. Like, right. Suffering in silence. Like, you should have Googled I, it. Well, like, I was wait. about to, but I didn't know how to spell it. Like, Every time somebody say he got the Arthur fist, like I'm like, what the how the fuck you spell empathy? Like, what is they said that? What is these niggas? What is these niggas talking about? So I just had to ask, right? I just had to fucking ask. And it's okay that you asked. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's that's a part of uh, you know therapy as well because there would there would be some times where. I, I needed to know something, but I didn't want to ask. And that goes mm-hmm. back to being that strong, macho man who think you don't need anything. You don't need anybody. And that's that's not the case, man. Right. I, I, I really feel like this helps a lot of people. Not just with relationships, but family stuff, your own personal things. Like I got, like I got a cousin right now. I have no idea what he's going through. But he, <clears throat> he is going through something major and it's it's tearing him apart and what we don't know mm-hmm. and i want to try and help him get some type of therapy because you don't want somebody to get to a certain point where they lose their way mm-hmm. and some people when they lose their way it's over and then they want to take their life get back right you can't yeah, get you know back. what i'm saying mm-hmm. we don't want to we don't want we don't want that he get on instagram and he's crying real life tears and i'm like yo and I'm not yeah, looking down not, on him or nothing like that, but mm. I need to reach out. We all got a lot of stuff going on in life, and we need to we need to reach out more. Um, but oh, yeah. we but we gonna get out of here. But I want to I want to I want to give I want to give two people a shout out. I I, I just want to um, put this out in the atmosphere, and I, I I want us to all pray for them. And this one of the females is a, a friend of ours, um, and, and I told you about her. Um, she just recently got engaged um, in January. January 16th, she got engaged. Her and her fiancé bought a house. They've been together nine years. And he passed away like Damn. two weeks ago. So you never know what somebody is going through, man. So try to check on your friends. I got a friend who is fighting for her life right now. She has cancer. And this is a really, really, really close friend of mine's. And... I'm just trying to keep a positive mindset because I don't want to get down to a deep, dark road because I know mm-hmm. that might be the place, you know what I'm saying, you know, if something, God forbid, something happens uh, to her. So make sure y'all just check on y'all friends. I know we busy. I know we got a lot mm-hmm. of things to do. But if it's somebody that you used to see or you used to talk to a lot and, and they're not around, it, it's I'm okay with you calling me newsy at that point in time. 
Because I need to know what's up with you. Right. you. You know what I'm saying? I need to know what's going on because I I, I don't... It's not that I want to be first to hear some bad news. I don't want to mm-hmm. be first to hear it, but I want to be first to check up on you. Hey, what's up? You cool? I ain't heard from you. I just... You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I let you tell me whatever you want to tell me. But as a friend, I just want to... I want to feel like I always did my part. You know, like We might not talk a lot, but you know, I want to feel like I did my part where... Me just reaching out. So we want to thank the guests for coming. And before we get out of here, we're going to start with you so you can give your social media information, where they can buy your book. Um, I'm glad I got my book back so I can finish it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had to give it to Juan because Juan wanted to uh, Juan wanted Did to you finish it, Juan? <clears throat> so you can go ahead. Get your, uh, so you can purchase my book through Amazon. It's also on Barnes and Noble. What up though? <laughs> up slap. My Instagram handle is underscore driven, underscore by, underscore purpose, underscore, and I also have a YouTube page. Okay. Um, I know all of the things. Damn. As you should, my all of the oh, what's your YouTube page though? Um just Google my name. Oh, all right. Aisha Stanley. All right, there we go. You have it on your Instagram handle? Yep, it's oh, on my, my Instagram way. handle. Okay. And your link, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the link is in there. In her bio. In my bio. Yeah, so link is in her bio. <laughs> on my book page. <laughs> on my book page. All right, you, you sisters with agenda, Miss T. Yeah. yeah. Miss T. Um, <laughs> yes, Miss T, Dean T, Miss Dean T. Um, yeah, listen. Well, first, I want to again send some love out to Safiq Carr and his family. Yes. May he rest in peace. And my whole Gratz family, my Gratz babies. Um, just sending loves and prayers out to them. Um, yes, you can find me at Sisters with the Agenda uh, on Instagram, and then Sisters with the Agenda Village.org is the website. You can check out the highlights and all the great things that we got going on. Um, definitely connecting people of color, businesses, books, authors, podcasts, anything to amplify your message and your voice. Um, this is our space where we just stay mm-hmm. connected as a village. Um, I want to thank y'all, and definitely, you know, when you was talking about, um, your your cousin crying on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I remember I put a post up and I put I'm not okay and I didn't put no caption. My mom called me like, "Why you ain't put no caption up there?" I said, "Cause I needed you to call me. Mm-hmm. If I put in a caption up there, you would have thought I was just being right. inspirational for other people. But right. I I need the help. Right. Um, so definitely looking at those signs when you see your people doing something different. They're they're calling out for help and they just don't know how, but that's their way of doing it. Um, so definitely checking on them, yeah. tapping on them. The people that's been checking in on me and people I've been checking on, I don't even know them from Kim to Paint. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just about seeing it on your timeline, just yeah. letting somebody see you. Um, on our Wednesday, we do a We See You Wednesday, and that's mm-hmm. what the message behind it is, just letting you know that you've seen and you heard because so many people are fighting so many internal battles um, and not enough people know about what's really going on mm-hmm. with the people around you. So sometimes it's just important to just let people know that they seen and that they are heard because, you know, without that, you could feel lost out here. So we right. see Thank you. Thank you for this Is, is only, only females that come to this? No, I just <laughs> said we spot like the brothers. It's yeah, a village. Said, no, but I'm saying like it's on a, certain days, though. Like, no, oh. we, listen, right, we it's pick, a village. We need to pick a day where we all can go. We see yeah. you. Yeah, we need to, we need yes, to pick a day absolutely. where we She be on live all the time. All the time, all the time. That's where y'all can find us at, you know. 
Yeah. All right. So we're going to. We thank y'all for yeah. coming. This was a great. Was a great I don't show. know about y'all, but I, I took a lot from this. I didn't say I a whole a lot, I, but I took a whole lot from everybody yeah. who's all of y'all. And that's on. Okay. That's on GOD. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I period. Definitely, yeah, period. I, and I really G-O-D, did take period. a lot from y'all. I almost cried a couple times, y'all. And. and I did too. I, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank y'all. We had a, a good spiritual energy. Bring together this, like I this for a while. I knew this was going to be this yeah. type of show. Like yeah. I already knew. I I ain't right. That's why I ain't write down nothing crazy. <laughs> I already knew where we. I already knew where we was going with this type of show. And it's good to have like like you. Somebody want somebody said it like uh, somebody might needed to hear right. everything that yeah. we said today. And everything needed to be on a positive note because somebody might be going through something and we we don't want to we don't want to throw nobody off by mixing it up or us being positive then hey you know I, this girl's like suck you know we, yeah. we this wasn't this wasn't that type of show I think Kanye needs to hear this that's why I want to jump yeah Kanye do need to hear this he, Kanye he need to get he need to get somebody from North Philly Kanye needs to hear this that's, that's what he needs yeah yeah that's the name of the show yep. Kanye needs to hear this <laughs> <laughs> so once again, we want to thank each and every um everybody who who listens to this show. Make sure you you share it on um Apple Podcasts. I'm Slap Rock the King. More wine is in the Oh wait, is we no, don't worry about it. You oh you gave it to Jeff, right? Yes. Okay, all right. More wine is in the building. More wine is here. Cinnamon is over there. Hey. Shout out to Jeff in the back rolling up the weed. Yes, we about to get high. Well, that's still positive getting high, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because I was saying, oh, I, I, was saying yeah. I, I, I was talking all the positive. I was talking all the positive shit. Then I said, oh, we about to smoke some weed. Uh, never mind. Y'all know I'm After smoke, we but leave here, All right, y'all just sipping with Slap. We'll see y'all next week. We out of here. Bye. Good night. with Slap is brought to you by Love Jones. Love Jones is a refreshing and sophisticated taste of organic wine, Caribbean rum, and freshly picked fruit that will satisfy every taste bud. Shop our Love Jones wine cocktails, signature wines for your next wine down, date party, or social gathering by visiting us at www.lovejoneswine.com.